The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. College was where it all fell apart for me. I think it was my second year was the time I experienced my first depressive episode. So I had to step out of college. I dropped out and I had to do this twice more. And I'm, I'm sitting with Claire Tuomi in her parents' not, home you know, in County Meath. Okay, so After doing, you know, a load of work, counselling and therapy, um, I could just see that th- certain things still weren't right, like my emotional regulation, my ability to concentrate. And um, I went in search of a diagnosis on the day yet yeah, got told that I had ADHD. And of course, it came as a great relief, but also there was anger and grief there because of, you know, the years of struggle and what would have been different if I had known. Claire is one of a growing cohort of people being diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in adulthood. So I was 28 when I got diagnosed. So it's eight years ago. So I'm 36 now. And my whole life changed. My hobbies changed. My uh, friendship groups changed. The way I spent my day and woke up and went to bed changed. Absolutely everything changed. And I haven't had any mental health issues since then. Research from the UK suggests that the number of adults seeking ADHD diagnoses has increased by 400% since 2020. And those working in the area here say the story in Ireland is much the same. Yeah, they will use the world inundated, overwhelmed tsunami. Many are embracing this flood of diagnoses. I'm not surprised if there is over diagnosis because there's been misdiagnosis for years. But others raise a more sceptical eye. You know, there's money to be made in persuading people that they might have ADHD. So, why does the condition appear to be growing and what are the related risks and rewards? ADHD has been under-recognised in the past and it's, you know, it's still under-recognised in certain parts of the population. Brendan Kelly is the head of psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin. When we see an increase in the number of people diagnosed, that includes in there a number of different things. It includes better recognition of the condition. It also reflects if you like, an accumulation of people with ADHD who were not diagnosed in the past, people who might have had it for 10 or 20 years, suddenly realising, oh, maybe this description fits me. And they're now you know, coming forward to see a mental health professional with their inattention or their distractibility or hyperactivity or whatever the symptoms might be. I mean, there's been a huge uh, increase in the people coming forward saying, I think I've ADHD. Ken Kilbride is CEO of ADHD Ireland. There's three or four drivers behind that. You know, one is definitely TikTok. Um, you know, there's been about 20 billion views um, of the hashtag ADHD on TikTok. My name is Leah and I've just been diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 26 years old. Suppose looking back on it, I had like a lot of characteristics of ADHD as a child. So today, we're interviewing Jamie to see what it's like to have a mom with ADHD. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of it out there on TikTok. As TikTok ADHDers raise awareness about the condition, celebrities with ADHD are also speaking out and breaking the stigma, like Will Smith, Lily Allen and Ireland's Barry Keoghan. I figured out what ADHD there two years ago. 
I knew I had it though, you know, growing up and wherever, just the distraction side of things and, and zoning in and wherever, not sitting still and easily distracted or not being able to focus on something for X amount of time, wherever. Far from being the affliction of badly behaved young boys, ADHD is being rebranded as somewhat of a superpower. Gold medal winners at the Olympics over index for ADHD. Forbes magazine would regularly call it the entrepreneurial gene. You know, because of that, you know, the, the people with impulsivity not waiting for something will go and do it, uh, because of hyperactivity, lots of energy, because of the what we call the Ferrari brain, they're seeing lots of ideas and connecting together. So, you know, if you were to get, you know, the 100 uh, greatest entrepreneurs on the planet, at least half and probably more of them would have ADHD. Indeed, Richard Branson, Charles Schwab and IKEA founder Ingvar Kamprid all have the condition. Mental health labels seem to have become popular and more and more people are asking whether they have some sort of mental health condition. Joanna Moncrief is Professor of Critical and Social Psychiatry at UCL. I think there are lots of other factors. You know, life has become much more competitive. We've all become much more um, closely performance managed. And that means that people are constantly asking themselves whether they are achieving enough, whether they're efficient enough, and, and whether they could be more efficient. And that sort of feeds into a sense of insecurity that I think then makes people wonder whether they have a, a condition that might explain why they're not doing as well as they think they might be doing. ADHD is just a label for a certain set of behaviours, which we call symptoms. Everyone has some of those behaviours and some of those difficulties some of the time. So when you decide to give someone a diagnosis of ADHD, you're just really making a decision about where you draw the line. And what's happened over the last decade is the line has come down and down so that more and more people have gained a diagnosis. Frontline care for ADHD comes in the form of medication, particularly stimulants like Ritalin. Yeah, absolutely. That is the problem. We're really not sure that that stimulants are actually beneficial for the majority of people who might get this label of ADHD. And the second thing is that we do know that they are associated with some harmful effects and some very worrying effects. So there's evidence that they are associated with an increased risk of stroke and they are associated with an increased risk of getting Parkinson's disease. Another major issue is that they make people psychotic and definitely people in clinical services are reporting that they are seeing more people who are having stimulant-induced psychoses and these can be very, very dangerous. However, Ken at ADHD Ireland says misdiagnoses are potentially harmful too. We know that people with ADHD said they're going to have higher rates of substance misuse, which is, you know, alcohol, cannabis. They're going to have higher rates of, you know, anxiety, depression, higher rates of suicidality, higher rates of marital breakdown, higher rates of unemployment, 50% self-harm. I mean, again, we would have launched the app last year and we also launched what was the model of care with the HSE. Um, and in that, you know, we had a vignette of, um, he was a student, quite young, had a disaster of a leaving certificate, you know, barely scraped 200 points, but went off to do a couple of foundation courses. At the same time, got an ADHD diagnosis, got the treatment, got the right medication for it, now studying medicine in UCD. You know, so again, when you do get the treatments and get the right treatments for it, it can be life-changing. That's what it was for Claire Tuomi, who now helps others as an ADHD coach. 
The majority of ADHDers that I meet, especially if they're recently diagnosed in adulthood, they have had at least four or five other diagnoses thrown at them before this that were wrong. It is a big ordeal to go to your GP, to identify with this, to share that you identify with this and to follow the process of getting an assessment. They're not cheap, right? They start at 650, they go up to 5K in some places and it's a long lengthy process which often brings up a lot of pain and sadness from people's childhood. People wouldn't put themselves through that if there wasn't something that they really identified with and that they believed in. People feel seen. They have an explanation now and now they can go and do something about it. And Professor Brendan Kelly says that just because a condition is trending doesn't mean it's less true. Psychiatry and mental health always reflects the zeitgeist. It has since the, since the beginning of psychiatry. Things come and go. Neurasthenia came and went. It was a condition characterized by lassitude, fatigue, headache and irritability associated with emotional disturbance. And that used to be seen as a psychiatric condition. But then it sort of cycled out of fashion, if I'm honest. And people with it were either diagnosed with nothing or diagnosed maybe with depression or with anxiety. I mean, this is not in any way to say these diagnoses that come and go are illegitimate. They're not. They are legitimate reflections of distress. And maybe we're thinking of better ways of categorizing it, of understanding it, uh, but it's important they lead to treatment. Neurasthenia did not lead to any identifiable treatment that helped. Uh, Diagnosing ADHD does lead to an identifiable treatment that helps. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.